Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. All right. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is Sunday, August 9th. 2020. We've got uh, lots of different stuff to talk about here in the start before we get jamming with some music. Uh, I was just interviewed on WQEE 99.1 FM Rock Radio this past week, uh, last Thursday, with host Ryan O'Neill. I will include a little snippet of our discussion about Chester Bennington here in the podcast. So hang on for that. You can catch the full version at TheMetalDen.com. Also, uh, that same day, last Thursday on the 6th of August, I published my uh, concluding part to the uh, three-part Chester Bennington death investigation report. Uh, That part three has uh, been been posted at TheMetalDen.com. You can check that out. Make sure to share that with your friends and family. A lot of people have uh, had lots of different, you know, range of reactions over the three parts uh, that I've posted on this uh, report. So I'm very happy with it, and I think that people who read it at least push you in the right direction of knowing, you know, exactly what's going on here. Okay, let's uh, talk about some of the latest. Uh, press releases at TheMetalDen.com that have come through and you can find there if you do visit the site. We always keep it updated. The Sixth Chamber has debuted a new single. Uh, They posted a lyric video for Blood of the Prophet. Check that out. Intoned AD. Singer has diagnosed, uh, has been diagnosed with cancer. So real bummer news there. And uh, Goran Petrov. David Ellison has dropped a three-song covers EP. This is the preview to his uh, upcoming covers album. You can check that out. Skeletal Remains has debuted a new single, Congregation of Flesh. Down, featuring Phil Anselmo, is going to make a big announcement coming up on Tuesday. So this is official via blabbermouth.net that the band, quote, is expected to officially reveal that it will perform live for the very first time in four years as part of a virtual concert later this month, unquote. Benediction has a new single that's released. Misery Signals also has premiered a new song. Darkest Hour is going to perform uh, a live stream benefit show. This will be uh, September 26th. And uh, the proceeds from the event will go towards the employees at the Black Cat venue in in, in the band's native uh, Washington, D.C. Okay, so we've also got uh, Obituary. Working on a new album. The Sword, 
released a killer uh, cover of a Rush song that everybody knows and loves, Working Man. So check that out. Really good stuff. Really well done, I thought. I really enjoyed it. And like I said, you'll also find the Chester Bennington full Alien Disclosure and Murder Part 3. But that reports up at the MetalDen.com site. All right, well, before we get rocking with some music here, I do just want to, uh, you know, send out thanks again to all everyone who support my site and uh, been reading the reports, spreading the word, sharing it with people that, uh, you know, Facebook or Twitter. And, you know, the, the whole bottom line of it is, is just becoming more educated about the world around you. And, you know, Gnostic uh, religion, uh, Gnosticism, you know, uh, the understanding of really of the occult and paranormal and different things like that. And so, you know, once you start to become more deeply, deeply uh, immersed in this, uh, it's a it's an alternate world from what's being presented to you on a daily basis. So, as above, so below. So, as I've talked about, these things like military underground bases, everything's below you. So, you have to go digging to really find out what's what's going on out there. And that's what my reporting's about. It's there to help give you a guide of someone who's going to take you by the hand and lead you into the abyss. All right, well, that's enough of that. Again, thanks to everybody for all your support. Uh, just uh, know that I'm going to keep trying to bring the best content that I can and you know, do stuff that nobody else is doing. And anybody has any questions or suggestions or anything like that, you can always email me at themetalden at gmail.com. All right, let's get rocking with some music. reason there's a reason there's a reason for this there's a reason education sucks and it's the same reason that it will never ever ever be fixed it's never going to get any better don't look for it be happy with what you got because the owners of this country don't want that i'm talking about the real owners now the real owners the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions forget the politicians the politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice you don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They've got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient 
workers, people who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your Social Security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. By the way, it's the same big club they use to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people, white collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue, these are people of modest means, continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all, at all, at all. Yeah, you know? And nobody seems to notice, nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on, the fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it.
Hey, I'm doing great, Ryan. How you doing? I am doing fantastic for this True Crime Thursday. Excited to have you back with us. Excited to get into the topic at hand. Um, we talked about last month, we talked about Chester Benson, uh, the famous singer from Lincoln Park, Stone Temple Pilot, all those, uh, he's done a lot of other things, of course. Uh, him and Chris Cornell, we talked about them being good friends and everything. So let's get into this. Let's dive right into this again. Uh, what is uh, part three of Truth or Chester Report all about, my friends? Let's just, let's just jump right into the deep end. Okay, well, uh, it's titled Chester Bennington Full Alien Disclosure and Murder, and part three just went up today at the MetalDen.com site, and uh, this, uh, this, this concluding report really, uh, it brings forth a lot of the different evidence that, um, that backs up the things that I was talking about before in terms of... Um, what was going on at Orgy Island and uh, the Clintons' involvement, and as well how this all connects to the uh, the Podesta brothers, and and, and as well Comet Ping Pong, uh, Comet Pizza out of uh, Washington D.C., which is where the whole PizzaGate uh, scandal started from, uh, and and you know was 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 said to be a hoax and everything. So. Um, basically what, what you've got is, uh, you've got a lot of different stuff that's been coming out here in just the past, uh, couple few weeks regarding Bill Clinton and, uh, Bill Clinton's, uh, really what, what was going on there in terms of how, how often he was going, uh, and getting on the Lolita Express, Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, private jet. And so he, uh. His his uh, people came out and um, and denied denied that that he has ever been on the island, Orgy Island, and so right. this is where a lot of the crimes are believed to have uh, taken uh, taken place with these uh, with these girls, whether they're abducted girls or they're girls that were brought forth by uh, Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend slash procurer, Ghislaine Maxwell. Who herself has been recently arrested, and uh, these girls now, one one in particular, has come forward, and these are all stated here in, in the latest report. Uh, a girl has come forward, uh, one of the uh, survivors of of, of these uh, of, of this brutal uh, treatment uh, by uh, you know by Epstein and uh, allegedly Clinton, uh, says that he that that she did see him on the island with two girls. And so, um, literally with, you know, with his arms around them. And so, uh, this is all starting, this is all starting to get, you know, a, a lot uglier for the Clintons. Um, and it is, and it's, you know, we've got, uh, you still got this frazzle drip, you know, which is right. the, which frazzle drip is, is the big thing people are talking about because that's the uh, purported snuff film that has uh, has uh, that depicts Hillary Clinton and Uma Abedin, who is um, Anthony Weiner's wife, um, and you know, and and so this is something people are really, you know, it's NYPD had put out that, you know, back uh, a few years ago that it was it's real, 
it, you know, it's it's bad. Uh, it, it's not been uh, officially released or made its made its appearance um, per se uh, on on the internet yet. Uh, right. But but from from what from my sources and everything and, and from what I've I've been able to uh, to surmise, it's it's it looks like it's definitely real. And so this um, this is you know this is where everybody comes back to in terms of with Chris Cornell. Uh, and the Swordfish computer file that he is purportedly supposed to have received, which is what got the, all this mess started with him and him and Chester, and what led to them getting murdered. Now, and you know, uh, Randy, yeah, uh, about this previously, and in part one, part, part one and part two, uh, Randy was run down with Chester and Chris both being being um are about to expose the ring themselves, and then all of a sudden the, quote, suicide came up. Let's run down a little bit of, of the part one and part two right quick for the listeners, and then we'll jump right back into the story. Yeah, well, uh, part one and two of the uh, Chester Bankton report focus uh, more on the, uh, the story of a guy named Phil Schneider, and Phil uh, worked for the government. He was an engineer, and uh, he supposedly helped him with the underground bases, uh, the building them, basically. Uh, and, and you know, Dulce, um, some of these other locations that are around the U United States. I mean, people have to realize that they're, these underground bases are real, you know. Uh, that's what Phil was doing. Phil was going around like how I am and, 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 and you know, he was a whistleblower. Uh, he was going around and, and being interviewed, and he did. You can find him on YouTube. His discussions uh, uh, that he was doing, and basically just blowing the lid off the whole thing. Uh, he um, he found out the hard way that extraterrestrials are real. Uh, he got into an actual firefight with some of them uh, underground, and so this happened right before he was found dead. Um, and had, had started to, to blow the whistle on the government, keeping this stuff uh, quiet from the people. And so, and then he ends up mysteriously dead. So, um, but what, uh, what really, you know, this, this tells us is that there's a, yeah, there's a lot more going on. Okay, if you've got underground bases, some of them, eight cities stacked on top of each other, man. Eight cities. That's how big these underground bases are. Um, they've been doing this for a long time. They've been diverting the black the black ops uh, that's been going on for at least the past 40, 50 years in this country. Uh, they've man, they've they've looted the the American people um, through the wars, through the illegal you know drug trafficking. Um, they've looted hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, not billions and billions to build these secret underground bases. Now, that's what this is. This is all coming from Phil Schneider, man. This is not, I'm not making this stuff up. Phil is the one who said all of this stuff. Right, Phil, right. Phil says that the, uh, an agreement was, was entered into by the United States government with this alien contingent, okay? With this alien faction that, that, was, uh, that was looking to basically make a deal in, in, in trading, um, you know, technology 
the technology that they had uh, with the U.S. government to be able to uh, to get humans uh, in 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 trade, and and why they need that is because that's what they that's their their one of their food sources, and right. um, and and you know they wanted to do genetic testing, and do sorts of, all, all sorts of crazy stuff, and so this comes back to the stuff like Montauk. If you've done any research on Montauk, which was real, um, was you know at Rhode Island, it was a, it was a, a government facility that I mean horrifying uh, experiments went on there, and one one crazy part of that story is the. Uh, the kicker of it was that they were like, they created, they were basically able to at one point, I'm not sure if it was something they put on their head, or if it was a chair they sat in, or what the hell they were doing to be able to to get this psionic ability. But uh, basic, basically what they did was they summoned uh, a beast from the netherworld. And it showed up to the facility. And it was so hardcore and so gnarly for everybody involved that they had to shut down the whole project. So that's the truth of Montauk. That's what happened, man. <laughs> okay, freaky deaky stuff. Freaky deaky, and so very, very frightening, man. And so again, people have to start. You have to research. What do you think CERN's about? Right, CERN, right. CERN is basically Montauk on steroids. Okay, but CERN hasn't shut down. CERN is going full speed ahead. Now, CERN, if you look at the logo for CERN, it's triple sixes. It's a sign of the devil. And that's basically what they're looking to do with these uh, opening up these gates, these portals. Um, that's what Hitler was doing. Uh, there was time travel, all this crazy stuff that was going on, and then the connection with the Vril, which was their, uh, the aliens that had uh, had connected with Hitler. And so this is what Antarctica is about. Okay, so the inner earth, you know, people you have to start researching, understanding that the Nazis were at the forefront of all of this stuff back in World War II. Okay, and in Operation Paperclip, when that, when that kicked off, and now here's, here's the even bigger kicker. I found out Phil Schneider's dad Operation Paperclip. His dad was one of the scientists that came over from Operation Paperclip from Germany. So, you know, now people, and those guys were, they were at Montauk, okay? Right. They, you know, the angel of death was here. The angel of death was given a full immunity and allowed to come to America to do what? To do these crazy, pro, you know, uh, science projects on people, on human beings, man. So that's that's what's been going on. That's what's been going on for the past 40, 50 years through Phil Schneider's mouth, not mine. And so right, Phil... Right, right, right. And, 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 you know, I've heard this so many times uh, in other interviews I've had with other guests. Uh, they love Phil
we're going to have Tim Parson. He is going to be all jacked up with us. And we're going to talk about time travel and the Bible theories, all this stuff tomorrow morning on Freak. Thank you, Friday, but this True Crime Thursday returns with Randy the Rocket Cody from the Metal Gym Magazine right after this. Oh, man. What's up? Where are you, brother? <laughs> it's pretty hardcore, huh? Yeah, it's good. It's awesome, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you. And my listeners are enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. man. You know what's so unusual? Uh, this, this, this is just almost like we're having the same discussion the last three days. We started off with Super Soldiers with one guest. We dived into it with Dr. Future yesterday, and then you're expanding a little bit more, but it's almost like uh, it's all connected somehow. Yeah, yeah. You guys don't know each other, so it's got to be heard this week for some reason. Yeah, it's just, you know, exactly. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a, a lot of it is uh, law of attraction, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are... A lot of people are, are starting to wake up, and a lot of people are wanting to learn more. And uh, and even the people like myself who are at the forefront of uh, putting all this stuff out there, you know, we're constantly digging, digging and digging and digging. And, and it, it, it just, it's, it's fascinating because it's, uh, it's very real. And it's, uh, and, and if other people are doing the same thing and saying the same things that I'm saying, then it, it should definitely make people sit up and go, hmm, maybe I really should start to take this serious. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is having it kind of all mixed in all week. Is, I mean, I had a Bible theorist on Tuesday. I have a Bible theorist slash doctor, I mean, a Ph.D. yesterday and then a journalist today, and all you guys are, you know, you guys are all, you know, professionals. You, you research this stuff. So, I mean, it was just Ryan telling it, then he'd be like, oh, hey, he's an idiot. Well, all of you guys are saying the same thing, and 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 and, and, and it's just wow. I, I uh, you know, I think I think I think I think there's a reason for it to be this week. I think so too, man. Yeah, like I said, I, I just think that uh, you know things are meant to be, and when it's time for them to come out, they come out, and and that's that. You know, I mean, it, it's 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 going to keep on coming out, whether it's coming through me or whoever. I mean, this is reality. You know, we, we, we live in the matrix, and if you don't know what that is, you know, you better get up to speed because things are about to get a lot more hectic. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you think this wearing masks thing's a problem, and you're upset with that, you know, um, whether or not this is a, a, a planned or, a, a, or, you know, a real pandemic. Um you know, this this is just the tip of the iceberg, man. I mean, there's there's a lot more that's going to be coming, and uh, people are going to be really, really confused by then. If, if you're not awake, if you're awake, you're going to be just fine handling all this stuff. But a lot of people are going to really start to, to I just straight up lose their minds if they can't uh, if they can't get control of this in, in their own heads because what's going to start to come in the next couple few years is is really going to be scary stuff in terms of just uh, more information that comes out about the world that we live in, the people that govern us, and uh, and then new 
restrictions that are being put on you and your your you know your liber your civil liberties uh, and things being taken away from you. Um, you know, you're going to really start to start to figure it out. Hopefully, at some point. <laughs> Welcome back. It's the Rise and Shine Morning Show. I'm Ryan O'Neill with you, the host on this True Craft Thursday edition. Uh, to, tomorrow morning, all jacked up with us. Be with us. And Tim Parsons is going to be with us talking about time travel, uh, UFOs, and much more, including how I'm all connected with the Bible theory. It's all, all jacked up on this freaky, frightening, fake news Friday coming up for you tomorrow. But it's True Craft Thursday. And my guest this morning is from the Metal Den Magazine, the most successful online magazine in the last, I say, 30 plus years. It's Randy the Rocket Coder. Good morning, Randy. I appreciate you being with us. We're right back into this interview. Randy, we were talking beforehand a lot of stuff about what's going on currently with Epstein and the Clinton and all this. And I know your previous. Uh, to uh, uh, articles about Chester Bennington as well as your articles about Chris Cornell. It all kind of connected to uh, what was going on in this ring and how these two gentlemen were going to expose it and how it's all of a sudden out of the blue, two guys that seem semi-happy, well, not, not perfectly happy, but semi-happy, killing themselves out of the blue. So let's jump right into more about what's going on with Chris Cornell and Chester's death. Uh, uh, this morning. So, what do you think about that? Let's we'll talk exactly about uh, that right now. Jump into it. Okay. Well, um, well, getting back to uh, more specifically the the swordfish right. uh, situation. Uh, I know a lot of people have been asking me questions about it. I tried to make this, you know, latest report, you know, target more of that uh, in 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 the subject matter. Um, and so that's really what what part three is about, uh, and 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 what that does is is kind of give you you know that the swordfish thing has been around really since this all started. That came out. People have to understand again. I'm not making this up. Okay, right. in July, late July of two, 2017. Okay, after the the everything hit the fan. Right. Okay. A, and Chester was found dead on Chris Cornell's birthday, same exact way hanging that Chris was found dead uh, right. in, his, in his hotel room after he performed a sold-out concert. The guy was not depressed, okay? 
He was in, right. and all all witnesses. Everybody says they're you know in, in good spirits. Chester himself was 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 doing good and, and was at the best point in his life. And then uh, what happened was a a notice came out from on in the media um, from a person calling themselves Swordfish that right. they were going to out. The pedophiles in the rock industry and in, in the entertainment industry, specifically relating to what has happened with uh, with with Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington. Okay, and meaning that that indeed that there was some sort of sinister uh, crime syndicate that was. In, in from a whole uh, perspective of not just the United States but the world was operating a human trafficking ring, and so this is um, this is what got the whole thing rolling with uh, out of Comet uh, Ping Pong in Washington D.C. Got you know all this uh, stuff hit the fan there because a lot of celebrities were going to that location, including Hillary Clinton, as I understand Courtney Love. Um, different different folks who ended up becoming big characters in this in this uh, story as it started to blow up. Now, what people have to understand is that when when Chris purportedly receives this computer file that's been sent to him called Swordfish. Okay, this is long. This is you know, this is uh, Chris has already been going out for the past uh, several years. Uh, before his death, and and making it known that human trafficking is real and it's, a, it's and it's a big problem, and he's concerned about it, and that he's not friends with billionaires. I mean, these are his words, okay? And and he's telling people that you need to watch out and look out for yourself and your family, because what's going on here <clears throat> is is very very serious, and it relates all back to. Um, these child abductions that have been going on, most specifically in the United States, uh, and I'm talking millions of kids just disappearing over the past multiple decades, never to be seen again, never to be seen again, just vanish. Whether they're out of vanish out of a park, a forest, a playground, they're just they just vanish. And so, you know, I think that that was a concern. That was something on Chris's mind. I mean, he was talking about it. In interviews, he was uh, talking about it from the stage, you know, and so and and Chris had his own foundation. Yeah, Chris had a foundation that was very very supportive of those sorts of things, and uh, the fact is his his foundation, the money that had been uh, accrued, was um, basically stolen from the account. Um. It was uh, ransacked and 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 pretty much dwindled down to nothing. And this we're talking over a million dollars. That's from my that's from my research. So a lot of people started pointing fingers at Vicky Cornell. Yeah. Okay. Because Vicky, Chris's wife, you know what's going on there. You, you know there's there was talk as I've told you before that that there was a potential divorce that was going to happen. Chris wasn't happy. Uh, there's fights going on. Uh, 
Chris getting attacked by his wife. Um, Courtney Love is one of the names mentioned within the inner circle in Jeffrey Epstein's Black Book. And um, so, you know, she's she's very important person because my contact that I had spoken to, a guy named Randall Turner, he's an important name you want to know. Uh, I spoke with him via email in around all this same time. He kind of came out and, and contacted me. And Randall Turner is the one who told me that, that he saw with his own eyes Courtney Love in a cage, held in a cage as a sex slave at one point. And wow. because he himself was was uh, was put through the MK Ultra program. Now, if you don't know what MK Ultra is, yeah, you really need to start researching. Uh, MK Ultra is is the government mind control program, and this was carried out specifically here in the United States by a guy named Michael Aquino. And Michael Aquino, uh, I've talked about. I've, I've, I've actually named him as who I believe to be the identity behind the Zodiac Killer. I'm the, yeah. I'm the very first. I'm the very first and only guy to to, to do that in history. Um, since that case, it's never been solved. And so, just like in the Jack the Ripper situation, um, you know, where I I brought forth uh, Sir Frederick Treves. Um, he's very first time in history. I mean, it's in that over 100 year old case that he's he's been brought forth as a, as a number one uh, person of interest. And so both what's what's what I do in this article in the newest report is I, I, I basically show you the connections even in, in both of those uh, cases to what we're dealing with here. And um, and so but I really spe I'm specific about the one girl, Madeline um, McCann, OK, who is connected to the Podestas who they were she was a girl that was um, from the United Kingdom. She was three years old or so, and she was snatched out of her bed while on vacation with her family in Portugal. And um, so that's what the article really, really focuses on is, is that case and how that uh, relates to all of this stuff with Chris and Chester and the Podestas. Um, again, it's a, it's a lot it's a lot of stuff to uh, to take in if you're just getting it for the first time, but 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 you know the MK Ultra is used on predominantly most, if not all, uh, celebrities in some form or another. Hell, it's being used on the, the citizens of uh, United States of America and all across the world, uh, just heavier in some in some sections. Uh, but it's it's basically mind control. It's um uh, it's been developed for the military, and uh, the best way to win a war is to uh, psych a person out. And what I mean by that is, if you had a big six foot ten guy that was coming to beat you up after school, but you could somehow get him to believe that you had a friend who's seven foot tall and weighs a hundred pounds more than he does. And he right. lives, and he's and he's coming down to meet him. Okay, now you've got psychology involved. And now this six, the six ten guy, he's freaked out. There's someone bigger than me that's going to come and whoop me up. Now he's not talking so big anymore. That's the kind of essence of what MK Ultra is about. 
MK Ultra is done to scare the hell out of you so bad that you don't even lift your, your hands up to fight, to defend yourself. In fact, you're too, you're too long gone in your head anyways to even think about doing something like that. So how can you defend yourself? Um, in fact, they've been using this uh, false flags in, in the military for a very long time. They used it heavy in Vietnam. That's where Michael Aquino came from. Uh, served uh, his tour of duty over there and uh, was a... Uh, was basically a killing machine for Uncle Sam and uh, was used to use a lot of trickery and stuff against the opposition um, to, to do things that were really sideways and really were acts of, uh, you know, of just horrible atrocities against humanity. Uh, right. But it's been, been all covered up, you know, and it's stuff that you'll find out about if, if you go and, and you learn about it. But, you know, that's who's behind MKUltra is that Michael Aquino and... Uh, He's still alive and well, despite, you know, people trying to go around and say that he's passed away. He's still alive. He's in his, I believe in his mid-70s now. But he's been, he's one of the guys, uh, he worked out of Wonderland in, in Los Angeles, up there in the Hollywood Hills. There was a secret facility there that uh, the government ran. And uh, celebrities had clearance to go to and what not to do what to receive MKUltra. I'm talking like Marilyn Monroe. This is all out there. She had her own ID card as well to get in there. And that yeah. that location, Wonderland, as I told you before, is now owned by Jared Leto. And so uh, it's it's a home. But it used to be a right. facility, a, a, a private uh, government facility that uh, was used to basically run the MKUltra. And the MKUltra, as I just said, is you've got typically got a handler, someone that's uh, someone who's, who's uh, at a higher level. Okay, in the Illuminati, and they basically are keeping tabs on you. It could be a Winona Ryder, it could whoever it is, but they'll they'll each typically, if they're a high profile celebrity, they will have an MK Ultra handler. <clears throat> wow, that's well, what that, that, okay. Listen to the shows.
so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. That makes me look good. That doesn't make me look like such a uh, crazy guy, does it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, I mean, the funny thing is, bro, is that, you know, I put these articles out and, you know, I sit online and it's like, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I, you can ask me any question you want. You can debate me. I'll give you a fair shake at this, you know, if you want to, you know, put, lock your horns with me, but nobody alive will. Not I one. think it's so cool that this whole week is actually just kind of connecting. It's the last, especially the last three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the last three days, are kind of connecting different stories now. It's completely different, different topics, but they all connect. And I'm like, man, you know. Yeah. Hollywood already probably don't like me anyway because I, I, I don't praise them like I should every other radio show. <laughs> yeah, well, it is what it is. I mean, you know, you can't um, you can't run away from the facts. I mean, the facts are the facts. And, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm anybody, a celebrity, any, any news uh, personality, <clears throat> anybody out there that wants to have me on their show wants to take me on in, in a debate, however, whatever form you want to do that, I'm, 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 I'm up for it. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm willing to go toe to toe. I'm willing to stand my ground and, and speak my mind about this stuff. And uh, you just better be ready and you better be good because I'll tear you up. You know, I'll make you look foolish. I'll make you I never love, want to. I love to tell, tell like it is. Um, when we come back, we're going to dive into the Jeff Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, and that's really going to be the, uh, meat and potatoes of things right there. Cause, yeah. Because so many people have been going around, you know, all those memes on the Facebook. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about, yeah. About, uh, about him not killing himself. All right, yeah, we're about ready to come back, brother. Hold on. Okay. Okay, we have line three. We have Jeanette from Nevada. Hey, what's up? Oh, wow, man. Like, uh, hey. Huh? What are you doing? Oh, not so much. I can barely hear you guys. I'm sleeping. Can you call huh? back? I'm sleeping. Can you call back? All right, she'll call back. Um, we have <laughs> Kelly from Houston, Texas. Kelly. How's it going, guys? All right. Big Kelly. You got a good old Texas gal on the line here. <laughs> Listen, I just wanted to say I saw you a couple weeks ago uh, playing in Houston at the Unicorn with another awesome band, Oliver Magnum. Oh, yeah. Right. And I just wanted to, let's see, Daryl, can you play some Judas Priest? Well, you know it. Oh, uh, 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 metal, metal gods are, gr how about Grinder? No, how about the new stuff? <laughs> doing a thing um we're doing a thing called the hell patrol when the priest comes through texas they're playing san antonio houston and dallas and we're like having people sing along with head along heading out to the highway yeah. and the people that sing along we have like two people sing along the one that sings best qualifies to go on tour with judas priest we're gonna have a van and they can you know follow the tour bus in the van that we supply all right so what, let's do heading out to the highway and we'll sing along <laughs>
thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm actually not. Thanks a lot for calling from Houston. All our good friends down there rule, and we'll see people yeah, next Nathan, time. Nathan from the backstage. Get him out of there. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take Bye. it easy, darling. Bye-bye. Hopefully we'll be around a long time. Ah, uh, so. Well, I love you too, man. I just want to be alive to make you laugh, man. That's all. Now, this, this thing about the gay community. Let's get this fucking shit done out of the way. Now, I know I offended the gays or these last two albums that I did. They said I was in bad taste. They said I, my jokes were in bad taste. These are guys, these are guys that lick the shit out of each other's ass on a fucking date telling me my jokes are in bad taste. Now, am I missing something here? These guys tongue fuck each other in the butt for an hour and a half, but you put on a Kennison album and they can't fucking handle it. It's like, bleh, bleh, you know. They can suck a dick this long, but I fucking gag them. I make him fucking, bleep, 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 you know. Insensitive. They called me insensitive. These are guys that put gerbils and hamsters up their ass. Insensitive. How sensitive, how sensitive can you be if you're putting a live animal in your fucking ass? Jesus fucking Christ, man. I'm insensitive. Yeah, yeah, I'm an animal. I'm out of fucking control. These guys are walking around with <laughs> coming out of their butts. Fucking little twails twirling around with these fucking animals are suffocating in their asshole. And I'm fucking psycho. Yeah, watch me. Ban my fucking records because I'm out of control. Ah. Uh. Now, I just, seriously, let me ask you something here because this has been going around and I just want to see if everybody's part of this. As, exactly. Has everybody heard the shit about Richard Gere? Dude, that's fucking intense, man. How many people have heard about Richard Gere having a gerbil in his ass? I swear to God, it's maybe a rumor. I hope it's a rumor. <laughs> I was in Miami last night. The fucking crowd there went nuts. I go, shit, everybody in the country knows, supposedly, because I don't want to get in trouble. But supposedly, supposedly, I guess he was in the hospital. Mark, you would probably know. But is this for real? You're a doctor in L.A. It is for real? He had a gerbil in his fucking ass? Two of them? <laughs> I can't believe How good can this fucking feel? Man, I have been drunk, folks. I have been drunk and coked up and fucked up to where I have pissed in my suitcase thinking it was the toilet. To where I lifted the lid on my suitcase and just fucking pissed, man. Uh, uh, soaked down a $500 fucking red satin robe. Half a suitcase full of my fucking piss. You know, it never occurred to me to put a rodent in my fucking intestinal tract for a fucking buzz, man. This doctor had to feel fucking weird, man. He's going, Richard, uh, listen, I'm a big fan of your work. 
enjoy all your movies. I just saw Pretty Woman, and uh, but <laughs> but there's a gerbil in your ass. And then the gerbil must have had a great look on his face. Oh yeah, it's my fault. Oh yeah, blame me. It was my fucking idea. This is where I wanted to spend a vacation, and this guy's ass. Yeah, yeah, I'm the fucking asshole. Fucking poor gerbils, man. And nobody's doing nothing about it. Nobody gives a shit. You know why? Because they're rodents. People fucking hate rodents. They do. They hate rats. They hate mice. They hate fucking rodents. Now, if they were dolphins, if gays were putting dolphins up their fucking ass, oh, how would you have a fucking war going on? Every fucking ecology group would be going nuts. All these college people, everybody, save the whales organizations. What? What? They're putting dolphins up gays? Save the dolphins! What about the fucking gerbils, man? It's too late for them in California. You know, you can't even find a gerbil or a hamster in California. They're gone. They're extinct. They're right up there with the fucking American bald eagle. They're gone. You've got to go as far as three, four, five states fucking east to try and find a fucking gerbil or a hamster. These fucking fangs in L.A. and in San Francisco have used them all up. They're dead. They're dead. Nobody cares. In San Francisco, they're down to shaved squirrels and lab mice. That's what they're down to. See, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what the Pet Shop Boys were about. I didn't know. I thought it was a weird name for a fucking band. I thought, what a stupid name to call your band, the Pet Shop Boys. Why would you call your band the fucking Pet Shop Boys? I thought, I understand Aerosmith. I understand fucking Bon Jovi. I understand Skid Row. I understand, you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand Guns N' Roses. You call your band Guns N' Roses, right? Why would you call your band the fucking Pet Shop Boys? And then I realized the Dark Truth, that's where they have to go to buy the animals that they put in their ass. The Pet Shop! It's a secret gay code word saying that we put animals in our ass and we sing Elvis songs! They do, man. They sing fucking Elvis songs with gerbils in their ass, man. Nobody gives a fuck. There's no fucking protest. Nothing, you know. Nobody gives a fuck, man. I'm just, I'm just glad Elvis is dead. Thank God. Thank God Elvis is dead. Because if he wasn't, he would be so fucking pissed off, man. He'd be in great saying, what are you trying to say, man? Are you trying to tell me that there's bands out there putting animals in their ass singing my songs? I don't understand it, man. Talk to me about it. Tell me a little bit about it. You mean they walk out there with an animal on their ass and they go, Wise men say, Holy fools rush it. Thank God he's dead. Thank God he's not alive to know this. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't fucking get it, man. I can call me a square. I'm, animals in the ass. I don't fucking get it, man. Ah, yeah, sick humor. It gets a lot sicker, folks. This is the fucking family entertainment part of the Okay, anybody else? Well, I knew him like everybody in Palm Beach knew him. I mean, people in Palm Beach knew him. He was a fixture in Palm Beach. Uh, I had a falling out with him a long time ago. I don't think I've spoken to him for 15 years. Uh, I wasn't a fan. I was not, yeah, a long time ago. I'd say maybe 15 years. Uh, 
I was not a fan of his. That I can tell you. I was not a fan of his. So uh, I feel very badly, actually, for Secretary Acosta, because I've known him as being somebody that works so hard and has done such a good job. I feel very badly about that whole situation. But we're going to be looking at that and looking at it very closely. We're also going to be signing a big contract in a little while, so we're going to see you in a little while in a different room in a different part of the White House where we're going to be signing up a big deal with Boeing. Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody.